So how many episodes have you wound up watching now? Well, no, I've only watched two. Okay. I just watched Big Girls Don't Fly three times. Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. And the reason I didn't go back and watch any more, I may, because I want to see how this all ends up. Uh-huh. But um, I didn't because I was like, all right, let's not lose focus of why you, you know, what we're doing talking about today. I didn't sure. want to go ahead and I will get mixed up, you know, with. Episodes. I appreciate you staying on mission. So did you watch? To stay on did you watch the next like season four premiere? Is that what you did? I guess that is what it is. Yes. Okay. With Lord Noah right. and him up on exactly the ship exactly. and blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. Lois uh, goes there as a like a concubine or whatever. And, yep. <laughs> you know what and, a uh, what a weird first couple episodes for you. I'm so sorry. Well, welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex, and I am joined first time ever. I've somehow made my father watch two episodes of Lois and Clark. How are you, Mister Fred Truex? Hi, son. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> it feels so formal. It's so weird. It won't by the time this is over. Yeah, no, totally. It just is <laughs> what it is. Anyway, um, I, you know, I've been doing the the podcast now for many years. Um, mom got me into it. I, I say mom because I call her putty usually. So that'll happen from time to time here, folks. Um, but she got me into the show. We watched it together. Um, she's obviously been on the show back in season two. We covered a random episode. Um, but then we had a visit recently and I was kind of realizing like, oh, for as much as I've talked about it and as much as we've watched things together, we never actually watched Lois and Clark together, did we? No, we never did. Actually, this um, was the first time I've seen a episode beginning to end. I know I probably always peeked in or you always said, hey, dad, look at this sure. for a minute. But I've never watched the no, we've never watched this together that I'm aware of. It's so funny. It's just like one of those weird, like almost like kind of like X-Files, which which I watched with mom, too. But then you and I would watch some Buffy sometimes or Gilmore Girls or whatever, you know, like Smallville, whatever else. So it's not like yeah, I'm thinking Frasier, um, Frasier, um, uh, Terminator, Buffy, Sarah Connor Buffy. Chronicles. Right. Yeah, that yep, was yep, ours, yep, you know, like Firefly, obviously. So like it's, obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's just whatever reason this was not one that that cross-pollinated across the whole family but um but thank you for for jumping in here um let's just let's get this stuff out of the way quick like you haven't watched Lois and Clark before this we'll get into our spaceship adventures later (laughs) on but what like you always say that um George Reeves is your Superman like what what is your history with Superman and and what was your did you have awareness too of this show when it was going on like what give us ground us all right so i was thinking of this i so i'm almost 60 years old right so i grew up in the six late 60s and you know all we had when you know when we came home from school or whatever else you watched either cartoons or shows like this later on in the evening you'd watch like the 66 batman reruns sure but in the afternoons i would watch superman and i was all about it. Absolutely loved it. George Reeves was the man. He was absolutely, in my opinion, Superman. It's interesting 
uh, and I've been thinking about this while I was watching these episodes, it's interesting to me because I never really gave Perry White much of a of a thought, really, or even mm -hmm. Jimmy Olsen. It was mm -hmm. all about Superman. And then it was all there was, I didn't see any kind of, now I was a little kid, right? But I didn't really see any kind of a romantic connection between Lois and Clark. What I did see was Clark was just, kind of cool just always <laughs> one step above lois and lois was always curious like she not so much she wanted to know like where clark was going and all that stuff but she was always just trying to stay like it seemed like one step ahead of clark and clark wouldn't let it happen right so um she was uh i never again i'm i'm eight years old nine years old so i really didn't see the room if there was any kind of a romance or flirting between the two of them i didn't pick up on it there but really it wasn't in that show from i don't think so the few no, that i really I've don't seen. think so no. Yeah. No, I really don't think so. It was more like, oh, you think you've got me now, but I'm gonna find out what you're doing tonight, Clark, or I'm gonna find out right. where you went while all that went down. You but know, you're and totally right. With the power dynamic, whether he was Clark or Superman, it was always in his corner. Like he was always kind of manipulating the situation, even as Clark, and and kind of pulling one over and then winking yeah. to the camera. Yeah. You know, actually, George Reeves Clark um, was a little. Compared to, I mean, I've only seen two episodes here, but <laughs> it was a little, you know, he was he was just always really, um, I don't know how to describe it, very uh, on point. He never let his guard down. Yeah. Where, you know, like he never let himself get a little goofy or do something silly or whatever else. Or at least, you know, in a half hour afternoon right. TV show. Um, but uh, anyway. Kind of like have, cool Uncle Superman almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Always kept always doesn't doesn't get flustered um doesn't step over his words lois lane doesn't you know give him a little wink and he gets a little flustered <laughs> nothing i don't remember anything like that if yeah. anything maybe jimmy olsen had a little thing for lois but i'm not even sure that happened oh maybe um, yeah you know because jimmy olsen to me in those shows too was like really young mm -hmm. um you know like a real what they call <laughs> a cub reporter right? right he was a cub reporter that's what they and and even younger than the jimmy olsen in this series so um, anyway, that's that. And then I was thinking of this. So we had George Reeves. We had that Superman series. I really enjoyed it. I was not a big comic book kid, so I didn't really follow much in there. Um, and then really my next Superman uh, exposure was the 78, 79? 78. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. the one like that came out, and I remember taking a girl I was dating, her little brother, to that movie. <laughs> right in Manasquan, right in right in our old hometown, Algonquin. Mm -hmm. And uh, even then, I took it because he had never really seen Superman. So I'm like, come on, his name was David. I come on, David, let's go check this out. It was cool, but it didn't really make me jump up and say, oh, I want to see a lot more Superman. I think I was still back on my George Reeves. So sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. And like that, obviously, that's the same time that like things like Star Wars are coming out, and that must have been oh, a, a little more totally engaging to you, just knowing, you know. No question. No question. When, I mean, when I'm home for Christmas and there's a Star Wars movie coming out, we'll still go do that. You know? Yeah. I had to remember, like, I had to look it up to be perfectly honest with you. I couldn't remember who Lois Lane was. It was Margot Kidder, who Margot was a pretty good-looking lady and popular woman back then. But it didn't, like I say, that just didn't make a big deal. I yeah. do remember Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. To be honest with you, I had very little knowledge of who Lex Luthor was because they sure. didn't really play on him in the George Reeves one. He's not so in the show. That all yeah. happened. Yep. And then Jackie Cooper, it turns out, I had to look this up, was Perry White. And I'm like, Jackie Cooper, I think he was a little rascal at one point or something. Oh my God, really? Day. I didn't know that. I 
I gotta look that up. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But wow. I, I remember I remember a young, I know he was like a child actor. So I, I had definitely seen things with him in it. But anyway, oh, that's, so, that's funny. so absolutely until you came along. <laughs> I think that's where my Superman okay. uh you know where I kind of crested with Superman. Okay. And, uh, and then I'm sure I made you watch Superman Returns. We watched Smallville together, at least the first sure. you know, three or four years of Smallville yeah. together and that type of stuff. But okay, all right. Well, here we and then like in the 90s, it's it's so funny to me. We're gonna look at the the ratings for this episode, like how many people were watching. And it's just nuts to me to think that this many people were watching Lois and Clark at one time. Um, but like, did you have much of an awareness of this? I know, I know mom had watched a few episodes here and there, but not really till reruns and watching it with me. Like, was this at all no, on the radar I, or just like, who gives a shit? I definitely didn't have an awareness of it. I, okay. I truly didn't. I will say uh, when either mom or maybe later you brought it to my attention and you're like Terry Hatcher, like, oh yeah, I know who that is. I mean, she's <laughs> a very attractive woman who had been on some other things that I've seen uh, or at least knew of. Yeah. Um, so that I understood, but no, I really didn't have a lot of awareness. Okay, interesting. And, and, but you understand and then you got too, cursed with me. So well, no, but you understand too <laughs> that I don't watch a lot of television either. Right. So you know, if I am watching TV, it, it, this just wasn't on my radar. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's that's where that goes. Okay. Well, now that we are, right. we are well grounded in Superman, let's jump into this episode, season three finale. Cannot believe we're here. Big girls don't fly. Um. Written by Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner, uh, who were the showrunners at the time. They'd taken over the show and they they ran it for this year and then the next year as well. Um, and directed by Philip Skurikia. I always mess up his name. He's directed a bunch this year. He already he directed one like literally two episodes ago. So he was just like one of their stable directors uh, and aired May 12th. 1996. Let's look at the ratings here. Uh, I don't have ratings for season one and two in front of me, but generally speaking, it was like high teens, low twenties. And, and as in like 17 to 21 million people were watching this show every yeah. week, which blows my mind. You know, like networks would kill for those numbers right now right. for anything, right. you know, for the Olympics. Um, and then they had a series high this year when in an episode called Ultra Woman, where Lois gets Superman's power, which is really fun. And then she winds up proposing to him at the end of that episode. And that's how they they get engaged. Um, but that was like I, I, that was like in the uh, 21, 22 million people range. Um, okay. But it's been a slow decline since then, especially after they've referenced it in this episode. But their botched wedding arc, which then led to amnesia episodes for a while and it was just like you just see the ratings plummet there um so we went from literally the last the episode before this that start this arc is 16.1 million people and we end the season with 14.8 which is incredibly hmm. low for this show and then next season is just a slaughterhouse but we'll, we'll get to it but it's just it's just so interesting to me that once they kind of botched that wedding everyone but the hardcores were starting to leave real quick, you know? <laughs> People so, were uh, done with it. All right, so help me out real quick, though, because one thing I wasn't clear on exactly, like, they, so he, she asked him to marry her, you're telling me. And oh, then okay, yeah, they, let's do this. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, what I got from, the, from this episode was, uh, obviously, they're engaged. Mm -hmm. They never married, right? 
Right. So okay. end of season two, he asks her to marry him. Um, and he has not told her the secret yet, but she's figured it out in that episode. So season two oh. kind of, it, it's complicated, but essentially ends with a cliffhanger of who's asking Clark and she takes off his glasses or Superman. Ooh, and then, that's then cool. they have, then they have to deal with that for a bit. And there's a lot of like, Oh, we're dating. We're not, we're talking about it. We're not, blah, 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 you know, that type of thing. And then okay. after she gets his powers for an episode, she's like, I see the bullshit you deal with all the time. She takes him back to the same park by the same fountain and she proposes to him. And that is how they finally are engaged. Okay. They got married, but he wound up marrying a clone because of Lex Luthor coming back, blah, 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 blah. So it wasn't a real wedding, essentially. Oh, okay. Because she references two weddings in this episode. Yes, I think the one is like, whatever wedding that he was like, whatever Kryptonian right, okay. wedding he was wed to, to Zara. I got here. you. I got yeah. you. So it's yeah. you know because I'm like, wait a minute. Now you're giving her him your wedding ring. Okay, now I get. It. Now I totally understand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 where we are here. Um, Good. So I'm glad so, we brought that up because I was wondering. Yeah. No, that that's important. I was watching this episode going like, oh, I threw him in the deep end with this. So sorry. <laughs> well, it's not exactly rocket science, but I, but it, it it did raise some questions. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I'm sure um all right let, let's start i love when we start an episode with just like superman doing quote unquote mundane superman shit you know like he's just rescuing right. these people from a fire which is <laughs> that was kind of go a goofy actually yes yeah, so okay. totally it's also <laughs> one of those like there's two ways that they fly him in this series like at the end okay. in the daily planet he's up on wires and you can kind of tell because his briefs are too bunchy and it's hiding a, a harness underneath and blah 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 okay or there's what it was in the beginning of this where he's just basically on a teeter-totter or like a lift thing and they just lower him you know uh, and whoever he's rescuing into okay. frame yeah yeah so that's what yeah. that is there it is kind of like it's so backlotty you know it's so I always go to Dick Tracy as an example, but it just feels very cartoonish sometimes in a fun way. No question. That particular opening, I was like, and I made a note here, you know, I'm like, that was a really silly opening in my opinion, yeah. but whatever it was, you know, it got the job done. It sets the tone. You next, next thing you know, that um, Zara is contacting him. So, okay. You know, yes. he hears voices with, you know. with this, I don't think happened in the, George Reeves show um, with this crypto telepathy thing, which I talked about in the last episode with Alan Burke, but is as far as I know, a complete fabrication for this show. I, okay. I've never seen Kryptonians have yeah. telepathy before this. It's now, just kind of a cheat, I guess. Getting back to the 50s series with George Reeves, the only, I mean, the only real Krypton, well, Krypton thing I remember was it just seemed like every bad guy and thug in metropolis had some piece or access to a piece of kryptonite once in a while sure and would you know and then all of a sudden he'd crumble like a whatever and somebody'd save him from the kryptonite for whatever reason or it'd end up in a lead line case or whatever and he'd get the power, but <laughs> you know lead line but, case that that blew my mind just there <laughs> yeah, well that's what they that's what happened i mean you know yep. it was silly stuff but no i don't remember any uh telepathic communication whatsoever it's funny i don't remember I don't think I've seen an episode of the George Reeves show where there was kryptonite, but does he do the same hurt acting of just like, oh, you know, and oh, yeah, no, collapse and I shouldn't and whatever. say every time. I shouldn't say every time, but somehow somebody'd get a hold of it. And uh, usually, like I say, a big thug or, or you know, the, a mob, what looked like a mob boss today. And uh, oh, we're going to use this against Superman and then we'll rule the world. <laughs> and then, yes, he would just kind of 
he he would actually weaken. He would actually yeah start to crumble. Or, yeah, kind of like wilt collapse. The the yeah. closer it came to him and all like that. But then um, uh, and then like I say, it would somehow end up either I don't know in the ocean in quicksand or in be lead lined case whatever. And he would so anyway that's what would happen there. Otherwise, no, no. One of my favorites on Smallville was he was locked in a room with some, but there was some open lead paint cans, and he just dropped one over over on oh, the go. kryptonite piece. <laughs> got it my piece. I still remember that. It's just like that's stupid. That's fun. Yeah, there was always there. I mean, I have a bunch of memories from the George Reeves ones, and 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 right, some of them were just not all about kryptonite, but some of them were just so funny um, or silly, you know. Now, but yeah, I really thought it could take a piece of coal. And squeeze it and make it a diamond, you know? <laughs> which, you know. which is also like one of those things they've referenced in a bunch. I don't think he does it in this show, but like Smallville, he did that in the new stuff. He's done that. It's just so funny. Okay, that's funny. Um, that's funny. Anyway, he gets the crypto call from Zara at well, who he knows is Sarah right now, and goes and meets them at the big dumb ball with their magic stools <laughs> and magic crypto drinks appearing and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and meets again. Lieutenant Ching, who was like a total asshole in the episode before this, mm-hmm. like testing him and stuff. And Sarah, who introduces herself as Zara. Um, and we get like a lot of exposition here that you probably don't care about, but apparently they were like a thousand colonists off Krypton when it exploded back in the day and they found a new place. It's a really bad planet though, and it's got a red sun so that they don't have powers. And I guess in this version, Kryptonian society is very, very, um, what do I want to say? Like patriarchal? No. What, uh, I got the wait. impression it was rather fragile and that if you didn't yeah. have these elders to keep it together, they were all going to fall apart, which I didn't quite understand all that because I'm like, oh, so they need these people to rule them. And if they don't rule them and lead them, then they're going to fall apart and have a civil war. Right, right. Oh, okay. monarchy is the word that I'm looking monarchy. for. Monarchy, yeah, like, okay. Yeah, it's, oh, that it, makes sense. They don't have a king, but like the, the right, right. Like you're saying, they've got all these houses and that type of thing. And then like, it's so funny to me that this is in this version of a Superman thing, the worst thing that you could tell him is that he's already married. And like, that is the dun, dun, dun of this episode, right. you know? <laughs> right, right. Um. I thought that was a. I actually will tell you. I thought that was a cool idea, though. The the him like being married at birth, noble, yeah. and I just I kind of got that, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I kind of yeah. thought that was okay. Now now I know where we're going with this, you know. It's so funny because um, it is all just like totally just a, a fabrication for this show. This idea that they've got they, there were always noble houses, but you never got the feeling that it was like this, like. Oh, by royal decree, Lord Kalel must marry Lady Zara, and blah blah blah. You know, like it was yeah. never quite, quite that. Yeah, but it was a good um, idea. I mean, I get it. Oh, know, totally. So and it, it, it plays into like the, the high fantasy soap operiness of this show. You know, like I, I never saw that show, Beauty and the Beast, but I kind of feel like this is what a lot of it was. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it either, but it's very possible. Yeah, um, you're probably going to get here, so I won't. I won't rush this, but go ahead. And it we, we can jump makes... around to like, okay. Well, it definitely. I mean, I really like the way they they brought the spaceship into this, the vessel. Yes, that ah, brought him to Earth, and I'm like, finally, oh, that's what those hieroglyphics on the side mean. Now they might not mean <laughs> anything like that, <laughs> but I was like, that's oh, a good use for them. Uh, and then later, when they put their hands on the uh, each one of them, like Zara and Clark put their hands on the thing, and they showed the whole. I was like. Oh, 
that spaceship's got some use. Okay, cool. You know, so. <laughs> All right, let's well, get into this because you build mine in vain. Right. You basically your your biggest interaction with this show has been helping me build model replicas of this spaceship over time. Um, uh, we, we built one specifically like right before I moved to California. Uh, that's very derpy. We'll, we'll we'll post it up, but like it does not look like this show. But in a way, we did get pretty close with the shapes and stuff. Like I'm still. It was a pretty good it. weekend effort, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you you know it <laughs> the parts came from Home Depot, you know. So yeah, uh, we didn't I have one big weekend. We didn't have one big block of foam, so we got a bunch of like Owens Corning fiberglass insulation that's and like exactly what we got. Yep, glued them together <laughs> basically and carved it from this. Uh, it was the first time I'd used a bunch of different carving tools and stuff. So like, that was fun. Uh, I will post a picture just for fun, but like we had a big board that I'd printed up of all the different things, um, but not on it was this version of the ship. And we got to talk about it because I always love talking about the ship whenever it shows up. And this is the last episode it's in, but the ship that I love got stolen from the set earlier this season. So when it came to this episode, a, the ship that I love didn't have the hand thing, so they would have had okay. to have adjusted that. But also, like, my feeling on it is, like, you know, two weeks before this episode, there's, like, a, hey, anybody seen the ship? And realized that it was <laughs> gone and had to, like, real quickly, like, uh, I don't know, what the fuck does it look like? You know, like, they just, like, completely <laughs> remade it. We like, should have taken much. pictures, I told exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> it feels like a game of telephone when you look at this prop and the original one where it's just, like, uh, I see what you thought you were doing, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's also so much smaller. It's, it's bizarre, but this is, this is the final ship. This is the derpy ship. Um, okay. And, and this is the one, like you're saying that, that they've got these handprint things in the front where they, where they put them on and Jarrell pops up and was like, Oh, forgot to mention this kal you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it might have been a nice piece of information to send me to Earth with, Dad. Right, maybe whatever. mention that in the other things that you've, like, this, it's not <laughs> since season one, and it was a different actor, but, like, this has happened before, where, like, Jarrell pops out of a Kryptonian thing, and is right. just like, okay. you've got lessons, and this is what happened, and oh my god, there was an earthquake, and the planet exploded, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's how we learned all that stuff, but it is such a like, well, one more thing. You're right. Forgot. Um, <laughs> whoops. um, but meanwhile, like throughout this episode, especially this first half, like Lois ain't having any of this. Like, I love, I love her reactions to all of this of like, well, we're married on Krypton. Oh, well, we're not on Krypton. Are we? Yep. You know? Yep. There's actually, I can't do it. Uh, obviously it's not going to come off right, but there's a thing where they're like, well, we discussed it, not telepathically, of course. Right. We used, and she like motions and uses her jaw, you know, yeah. like we did it the old fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. um, this is, I'll tell you the truth. And this is honest to God truth. This right about the time that this starts to get serious with Lois in this episode, right? This is where I think the writing got really, really good. That's Not that it thing. wasn't good to be had for him, but I was like, okay, <laughs> you are now capturing the essence of a pissed off woman mm -hmm. who's trying not to be pissed off, you know, trying to be rational because trying not to put her not husband, uh, fiance in a no, worse but a fiance. I mean, let's face it, her fiance is Superman, so she's got to deal with a lot to begin with, and she understands that it's not always the way it is. But now she's a girl. Yes. And she's a pissed off girl. You know? yes. and, to, and I really thought, yes, I thought like that scene was very, very good. The beginning there is like, oh, but we're not on Krypton. So 
uh, yeah, go ahead. But that, that's that's where I thought it started to really take get some teeth. Well, that's it, it's so funny, dude. Like, there's some dumbass episode plots throughout this show that are just like, you know, she was shrunk down two weeks ago, or he was from like a, a magic shampoo from a science witch. Like, it's like, who cares? But even in that episode, there's always scenes between the two of them where I'm like, and there's the show that's like, that's mm-hmm. working, you know, like, and this is a more quote unquote serious, or at least like straightforward episode where like, you know, you're not doing magic shampoo. Um, but all the same, their best epi- or scenes in this episode are totally the two of them and her and him coming to terms with what's going on and what it's yeah. going to mean for them. Love it. No question. Um, and, and it, it definitely, um, you know, it, it plays on everybody's, I would think everybody, any viewers emotions that you both tell all of us have had at least one relationship go south in, in our lives. We've all had things taken from us as a rule. And I think they really hit the nail on the head by the way they portrayed this. Like mm-hmm. she realizes she's going to lose something or it could, you know, in the beginning, she doesn't know she's going to lose her man, but she's like, ah, this is not good. And I'm going right. to, you know, whatever. I, I'm not happy about it. Totally pissed off. And there's and there's totally reporter nose to it of like she's like she's a total wacko you know like this is bullshit Clark like this isn't real like how do we know any of this and of course that then leads to the spaceship and she gets a little more somber and understanding after the spaceship thing you know well and even before that she he's like well you saw him fly and she's like oh god I forgot about the flying thing you know so and then right then they go to the spaceship and all like that yeah I uh, I even love like I love kind of petulant Lois of like you know she's wacko whatever we're not on earth or we're not on Krypton are we and then he's like trying to explain to her later on in the Daily Planet of like well you know by Kryptonian custom oh why are you so Kryptonian all of a sudden you know (laughs) yes (laughs) again very uh, very girlfriend, very fiance, yes. very. It makes sense, you know. Not not us wacky Earth women get mighty yeah, cranky right. or whatever. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but also making salient points of like, isn't it enough that you help millions of people here? Like that you've made your life here. Like this is your home. You know. Anyway. Yes. I I, yeah, no, I love says, all like, their stuff here. No, and then you know, Krypton is my heritage. Well, your heritage is here. This is where you grew up. You have, you know everybody here too. Right. Um. So it does. Yeah, I can imagine it's a tough tough call you know if you put yourself in his shoes it's a t- it's a tough call either way it's a rough day for clark for sure right absolutely um, about to be rougher because we cut to smallville which did you recognize the set of smallville here in the little no. gazebo no actually i was thinking of just about any set that i've ever seen like you know i was like well any minute now the friends cast is going to come out and do a dance by the fountain <laughs> um, i just figured it was one of those kind of sets you know um well not only is it hazard county and the dukes of hazard but that gazebo, that little town square there is Stars Hollow. I thought that. I wasn't going to bring yeah. that up, but I absolutely yep. was wondering if that wasn't Stars Hollow, too. So um, that's funny. Yep. Um, and then we we get we get Tez, this weirdly designed, strange makeup alien that shows up out of nowhere. He's one of Lord Norse assassins. We'll get into it. But who is he playing? Former by? gift to rock and roll. I mean, <laughs> Roger Daltrey. I'm just sitting there. And at first, when I saw the credits roll, it said something about Roger Daltrey. And I just sort of kind of skimmed over that, to be honest with you. And then when he shows up, I'm like, wait, I think that's Daltrey, but he needs a dentist. Uh, you know, but, 
I thought he did a really great job, by the way, but I definitely, I thought the makeup was a little much. I, the tongue and the teeth and the whatever, but I don't know. That's just me. It's know. a bizarre, it, again, it feels like, oh, we need to make him an alien by when? An hour? Uh, you yeah, know, right. Like, okay, right. well, we've got these weird like claw tip things and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I mean, the tongue, the tongue was driving me a little crazy. It's like, who are you, Gene Simmons all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah there's a lot, of, a lot of tongue acting. But I have of, nothing but respect for for Daltrey, so that's cool. I mean, it was cool to see him in there. I don't know. You know, last time I saw him act was probably Tommy. So, oh, well, uh, I was going to add, I figured he was in, I've never actually seen Tommy. Um, Robert Daltrey, for listeners, um, Roger. lead singer, excuse me, Roger, lead yep. singer of The Who. Um, but did he do a lot of acting too? Not that I'm aware of, but he did appear in the movie version of Tommy. Okay. He was Tommy. Okay. Yeah. It's just so, yeah. like, he must have done other bit things. I should have looked it up, but I'm like, it's weird that he's just showing up on Lois and Clark for this character, you know, like no question. Yeah. Was I it was, an audition? I, was he friends with someone? Like what happened? Yeah. I'm thinking like when you said it first in the beginning of this, uh, you mentioned about their big ratings. I'm like, Oh, he might, you know, maybe it's like, Oh, everybody <laughs> wants to be on Lois and Clark. But um, I really don't know his acting cred. I know he was in, uh, for instance, he was on stage one year as uh, Scrooge on for in the Christmas Carol on Broadway or okay. at the radio city. Okay. Uh, Sting did it. He's done it um so i know he's done some acting yes thing did it two years ago okay um i never saw it but i I just know he did it but um i I really don't know roger's acting but i thought he did a good job i mean he was a very good alien he did what probably what they told him to do um i just feel like the makeup was a little over the top but it is totally and and just know like i i just like one of those things where on star trek sometimes you can look at the alien and be like oh i see what we're doing here or you know like that type Mm -hmm. of deal but it was just like it was either too far or too short, and it just kind of feels like, like yeah. I said, like a Halloween version of a of an it, alien. Uh, but it said freak, but it didn't say hired assassin. Yes, fair. And you know that said, like there's this weird thing. Um, oh, first of all, I gotta set a record straight here. We get Lord Nor like popping in on crypto telepathy calls every once in a while, and this is the first time we see it. Like he kind of beams Tez down to Smallville and is like. This is where Kalel you know, was was landed, and so we must have people here. So go find them and kill them and whatever. Um, Lord Nor is played by Simon Templeton in the season four episodes, like actually on camera. And in the last episode, I was discussing with Alan um, that like he's credited sometimes in these episodes as the voice, but it doesn't sound like the actor. But big shout out to Philip Beeman from the lois and clark the legacy group uh who made a comment on our last episode that uh i quote i can't verify it but according to this wiki entry lord nor's voice was played by neil dixon so just just to throw more controversy out there we really have no (laughs) idea who played lord nor but i kind of tend to think of as this neil dixon guy because it's just more it's a more like heightened disney villain kind of like uh Femi reading of Nora than we get when we see him on camera later. It's just interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I had to do yeah, that for cool. the fans. And thank you again to Philip for for pointing that out to me. I'd never seen that before. Um, but yeah, so Tez throughout this whole thing, we find out very quickly he goes to the Kent's house and turns out he's a shapeshifter, right? Like Jonathan right. comes into the kitchen uh, after Tez has gone through all their family albums and he knocks out Jonathan and pretends to be Jonathan for a second, like really convincingly and knows about pickles and rye bread and all that. I, I was kind of <laughs> impressed that like 
Oh, I guess I guess Lord Nor is giving him some like sometimes they make sandwiches, you know? Like, so... yeah, Martha, Martha, Martha bought in hook, line, and sinker. Exactly. So. <laughs> like he's had some dramaturge work of like, this is what the earth people do. That was a, uh, yeah, just like a, I guess a predictable thing. It was like, oh yes, of course they're going to go to Clark's family and, you know, see what they can uh, catch up on and see what he looked like as a little boy and all that mm -hmm. jazz. So anyway, I thought did, that was did, did you have any moments watching these episodes, having not seen the show before of like, who are these people? Like, did, did you recognize them to be the Kents right away? Like, were there any moments where like by the second scene, you're like, Oh shit, that was Perry. No, no, that, that didn't happen. No, okay. I, I think either I have seen enough of it before that I just knew who these people were. Um, I know, you know, you talked about the mom and dad, um, uh, and other times we've, we've actually spoken about it. So I knew who, who they were now. I, that didn't shock me or, you know, I, I wasn't okay. guessing. Okay. Yep. Um, so this is, we, we covered it earlier. This is where we get the meeting between like Lois and Clark and Zara and Ching and they lay out some stuff and they go to the orb and they get the Jurelogram and, and he tells them that they're married and all that still, um, but meanwhile, like Clark comes home after that long day and and Martha is suddenly in his apartment with some flimsy excuse about some aunt that keeps like falling and whatever. And she had to come visit. Um, but I love it's so silly. It's so dumb. But I love this massage shit where like it is not Martha. It's Tez. She like sits Clark down to give him a massage and she starts like trying to put like pokers in yeah. his back and like strangle him. <laughs> and he's just and... going through the day, just like real, like, and then they said I was married already. And oh, you should have seen Lois's face. And she's just like <laughs> going at it, you know? And he's like, hey, mom, don't stop. Whatever you're doing feels great. Yeah. <laughs> Clark, either you're very tense or you have a dense molecular structure. You're telling me. <laughs> so he's like, both, mom. Yeah. Um, no, and and, I, um, go ahead. Uh, you, I know we talked about this when we were visiting out uh, last week, um, but how much uh, you're anxious to talk to Kate Callen about the whole thing. Uh, and I thought, oh, my God, she's doing like a really cool job right here. Like she's trying yep. to, you know, she's just doing a really good, good job of, of what she's been tasked to do. I don't know how to describe it. You know, it was really, really convincing. And she's like looking at those things she's trying to stick them in the back with. And she's like giving it the what the hell's going on with this guy. But uh, it was cute. I, I, I enjoyed that scene. We, he then gets a small from Callville and it winds up being real Martha <laughs> warning him that Jonathan was attacked, blah, blah. And like instantly behind him too like you know tez martha is getting like a weird smile and backing off and that type of thing and she spits some goo at him and the claws come out and i love this line of kalel you become a wizard and i just yeah. like, <laughs> i broke down i thought that was pretty funny too and i actually wondered geez you know that stuff you spit out of your face the first time looked like it did some damage you might try that again you know? that but he too didn't. He's got some weird powers in this whole thing where like later on, he's got like, I guess kryptonite, like gassy breath that comes out of him where I'm like, just do that. You know, like keep hitting him with that because it seems to be throwing him off, you know? Yeah, well, I didn't understand. Okay, so that's, you can help me here. Mm -hmm. Superman. I'm happy to help. Yeah, Superman blows steam or breath or whatever it Cold breaths, yes. And at the end, Tez sucks a little of it in. And then Tez blows back at him and yes. kind of disables, not disables, but kind of, you know, weakens Superman. For sends a him minute. wobbling a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It sends him wobbling. And I was like, I didn't know Superman did that first thing, though. <laughs> <As a rule. laughs> I don't remember that happening, you know. Yes. He can do cold breath. 
Um, he he once froze Lois to make it look like she was dead for a villain doing that. That's mm. actually how she found out, long story. Um, but he can do cold breath. But then it felt like once Tez did that, he wasn't only like copying his powers, but the fact that it came out green in my head just signals like, oh, is it like kryptonite too? You know, like, is that why oh. it like really affected Clark? Okay. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. Or, or it's just like, Alien you see his teeth, I just figured it was you know? bad oral yeah, hygiene. Very possible. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I just love this. You've become a wizard. And then Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Clark grabs him, but the landlady comes and Tez gets like a hot lit becomes a hot lady for a second and gets away from Clark, the whole thing. But yeah, the that, landlady, that was actually that was actually unexpected on my end. And I was just like, huh. And then she's like starting to give him crap, like, you're I thought you were engaged. I thought you were engaged <laughs> to Miss Lane. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they are the two most famous reporters in the world. Like everyone knows Lois and Clark, or Lane and Kate. Right. And <laughs> it's so funny. They're friends with the president, who's Fred Willard. It's it's a whole. Thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I love they're, Fred. They're Willard. the most famous people in the world. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, next day, though, I liked this little scene with Clark walking on the street with Zara, and she's. She's given backstory of Tez, like he was, you know, basically trained to kill from a barbaric planet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, felt very Star Wars-y. Um, but she's like, why didn't you just kill him? And he's like, oh, it didn't really occur to me. Like when I found out I was the most powerful thing on this planet, I decided killing was probably not a good idea. And I just liked that kind of like back and forth between them where she's like, wow, you guys are too soft here. It's like, well, you're too logical there and blah, blah, blah. You know, like there's... It, nobody was yes. like confronting everybody, but it was just very much a, you know, nice, nice scene between husband and wife. Yeah, no, it was cute. And um, we have to touch on this too, by the way, I, I really was surprised to see Justine Bateman. I know her from nothing. I know she was on Family Ties, but like I, she I, was Family Ties. And we, I yeah. did watch a lot of Family Ties, Michael J. Fox's breakthrough. And um, he was hilarious and, and really good. You could tell. And she was really good too. I mean, the family was good. I, or at least I liked that show. So I was like, Oh, she got work. Cool. Cause I really <laughs> lost track of her. I had no idea uh, what she's done since. I think she was in a couple movies that I may have seen, like just in small bit, you know, she wasn't starring sure. or anything like that. So it was very, pretty cool. And yes, I thought it was interesting. Um, I thought it was good. I thought that scene was good. He's trying to convince her about passion and, and that, you know, he's finally got this one thing and he said that he's trying to convince her that he would put this, his love for Lois above all else, including his own right. life. Right. But of course, she can read his mind, which is a very nice little convenient thing to do. Yes. Um, and she's like, yeah, but you're still conflicted. I, I shouldn't say that. She goes, but you're, you still haven't made up your mind or something yeah, like that. I, I loved that. Exactly. Yeah, I, did I love I did this. That. Is, this is the most like intrusive power you could possibly imagine. But yeah. but I, I did like but that you can lot. also. You can also see the human side of that, wherein Clark's just trying to, if Clark can convince her to realize, you know, like at that moment, then I think he feels he might be off the hook. Yeah, there's that. Like if she agrees, yeah, okay, you're right. You love Lois more than anything in life itself. So I guess you should stay here. But he really wasn't sure either. Right. You know. So. You're right, Clark. We're going to get back in our bubble and we'll just head out. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll don't see mind us. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the intrusion. <laughs> Hold Good on, luck with that Tez right. thing, though. That sucks. Um, <laughs> but then we we <laughs> we, we uh, check back in with the Daily Planet, where we see Jimmy and Perry, who are here to do really nothing in this episode at all. <laughs> it's so sad. Season one, they they like have real stories and side plots, and like Perry's wife left him this year, 
as a wow. side plot, but like they never really get highlights. Jimmy gets maybe one episode every two years, like that focuses on him. Um, but it's weird. They're they, they're just kind of side characters at this point, which is a bummer because Lane Smith is an awesome Perry White. I don't know if that came through at all in this episode, but I swear to God, he's great. I mean, I didn't dislike him at all. I had uh, the original Perry White, whose name I had to actually Google. Uh, so I'm trying to think what it was. Uh, hold on. Ooh, I, gotta I don't. From George Reeves? I How about John Hamilton? John Hamilton. Wow. Don't call me. The only thing I remember about Perry White was don't call me chief. That was don't like the chief. biggest. Every time Jimmy Olsen say, got it, chief. Don't call me chief. Interesting. But, um, no, this Perry White did a, I thought, you know, he, he looks like he's legit and he's got a, you know, he's just a big editor of this major newspaper and he's newspaper. taking it very serious yes. where have i seen jimmy olsen before the fellow that plays jimmy olsen ah uh, this is justin whalen i really only know him from this he's done a few other things but like nothing nothing major to be honest okay i just feel like i might have seen him in the back of a rat pack movie or a brat pack movie or something like that maybe mm, not maybe that was too me, early. maybe not. me I, I think that was too early for him but uh, okay. very possible like he's done a bunch of like yeah, shitty sci-fi movies some with dean kane uh, you know that type uh, of thing. Okay, um, but this is uh, what's happening here. Oh, oh Lois and Clark are fighting. Um, Tez becomes Jimmy. Superman like superheroes a bridge collapse. Oh, this was cute. I loved this where like him and Lois are fighting about whether he should go or not, and he superheroes something, and she's just like, oh, "What?" He's like, "A bridge collapsing." Oh, good. I mean, yeah, right. you should you should go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because for that second too, I never believed the bridge was collapsing but i guess oh tez interesting didn't i'm like oh it must be tez saying get him, getting him out of the way Ooh, or there's a bridge like collapsing yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So I, obviously i was wrong on that because i just didn't know i'm like really this is, this is a convenient time for a bridge to collapse but okay whatever <laughs> um, um but meanwhile like jimmy is or perry is giving tez jimmy you know stuff to do and take this steak back it's it's practically blood rare blah 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 and yeah <laughs> lois sees that he's tez because his his hand is changing i guess he he can't yeah he the grows the nails up. back and stuff, yeah whatever yeah. and they have a weird little conversation where he just kind of lays out uh threats and then just the little bit of plot building here of just like what's his i will make my own and that winds up helping them later but otherwise it's just kind of like a I remember as a kid being really worried that Lois was going up against this guy, but it's just like, oh, good. He was just chatty. He's going to head out. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was pointing out that I'm going to kill your fiance and you're going to I, the best part about it is you're going to grieve that loss type thing. You know, right. Was, yes. Right. Really. really yeah. You know, he's a maniac, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but this is like after that, that kind of convinces Lois to go talk to Zara and be like, like, get out of here so that Tez leaves. Like, this is this is crazy, you know? Um, right. And they have the heart-to-heart here of, like, we realize Zara kind of feels trapped by this situation, too. She's into Ching, who, of course, is Terry Hatcher's husband, Zara. Um, but, you know, Lois apparently feels love is the most important thing, and then you're asking me to sacrifice everything for this world I never see. Well, I'm sacrificing I'm asking you to save a world that's taking both of our loves from us. And, and again, it's just like slowly wearing down Lois and Clark separately throughout this episode till they're, till they're ready to make the sacrifice, you know? Yes. But it's also helping convince uh, Zara 
later Ching, but Zara that, that, oh yeah, no, I'm starting to, under, I, like, I get what you're saying and I feel, you know, and I guess what I have some emotions too, you know, like I have emotions for Lieutenant Ching and all like that. Right. So, uh, but you can see that it, absolutely, you can see this is really getting very heavy on Lois because now she's realizing this is, this is probably going down. There's not yeah. too much I'm going to be able to do here. You know, the, the wiggle um, room is getting smaller and smaller on this, right. this situation. Right. I, I like the slow build of it too. And I like that it happens in this episode slowly by them all kind of like humanizing the Kryptonians in a way, you know? Yes. Um, because the yeah, episode before this, that. Ching Ching was very much the antagonist of that episode because he was put in Clark's oh, okay. trials. We didn't know they were Kryptonian, blah, blah. Right. Um, no, I, I definitely see where, uh, you know, certainly you're taking Sarah Zara, uh, Zara, however you pronounce that, and uh, turning her into, she, you know, you're starting to see that, oh, okay, she definitely has, you know, can have some feelings too. You really don't see it with Ching too much. But, right. Uh, well, fair. You, yeah. Uh, but you realize they're both women. They're both they both have loves they both have and and they both understand that there's a greater good here somewhere that and you know clark uh is the only one that can or superman's the only one that can take this and hopefully fix it for them so right right meanwhile uh, clark in the park not doing much of anything until ted starts talking to him you know like i didn't really know. i guess he was just like <laughs> thinking you know um yeah but uh, he does like a super change behind some bushes and, and it's the first Superman verse, like, you know, fully Superman versus Tez fight. Uh, and I love Tez being like, oh, what an arrogant name you've taken. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? That was like, wow, Captain Obvious. You're right. That was yeah, a very yeah, arrogant pretty... name. I don't care how you got it. I don't care if people gave it to you. That right. is pretty arrogant. You know? <laughs> You're the one that stuck yeah. with it. You know what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is where we get the Kryptonian breath but like he shows up with this gun in his hand this really dumb looking prop um, right. he doesn't use it he does like the crypto breath at it and then he he leaves for no reason he's like next time it will be your end and I'm like just stick this one through and you might do it you know like yeah right he um, seems I guess pretty caught was... off guard dude yeah I guess that was just like well okay I guess now I've built another level of superpowers in Tez or you know that's Tez's thinking I'm don't want to try to think for the great rock and roller but of anyway course, uh, of course um uh and of course it just plays into the next meeting where they start talking about what's going on and um, you know when he's talking about tez fighting him and and he says he feels like he's said you know beating himself or whatever right 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 so um anyway. first though maybe like there's a couple contenders for favorite scene in this episode for me but this might be one where it's just clark at the kent's house sitting at the kitchen table and he's laying it all out for them um, with basically Lois with Lois. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and a big thing they're hitting on is like, you know, if I go back to new Krypton, I won't have powers. I could very easily die. Um, uh, and, and basically like he, he's kind of waiting for them to tell him not to go. And you, you don't know this, but like a lot of the current CW superhero shows, Supergirl in particular, gets a lot of shit for being social justice warrior E for like being like all these messages and buzzwords politically, but not really kind of doing the work for it. Just kind of like throwing them in there. Okay. But here I thought it was really, I thought it was really not preachy and really natural how Martha gets into the like, 
well, you know, your father and I marched for civil rights and, and sometimes we couldn't even explain why, but it was just what we believed it. It, it felt like it was our fight. And, and, you know, Jonathan goes into the, like, I, I never had to send a son to war, but if I did, I would, I would ask him, is this your fight? And I was just like, this, it struck me. I don't know. I thought it was really, really nicely done. This scene. Almost, almost. Okay. So, um, almost gut wrenching. Yeah. Uh, or, or you could let it get to you if you tried. So what I thought was interesting about that was Lois was there and basically didn't say anything. No, she backs away a and little bit. Yeah. The parents are talking and they're trying to exactly everything you just said. And frankly, from uh, being a parent who, A, never had to send his son to war, thank God, B, um, has one, you know, just one child and everything else. I'm just sitting there like putting myself in their position going, holy Christ, this is really a tough and this is like I said in the about a third of the way through it, it gets the writing. It's really good, and I thought that was mm -hmm. really well, well done. Um, you know, I would put myself in the same age as as the Kents. Uh, I did not march for civil rights because they didn't let eight year olds out on the field <laughs> back then. You know, probably but, a good move. Uh, yeah. Or in the marches, I'm assuming she's talking about. Yeah. But um, but my point is, I thought that got very, very serious. It gets a lot more serious in my opinion. It gets a lot more emotional to me down the road too and you know um and i'll let you get to that part but right now right it's a very emotional thing uh jonathan kent's trying to do the best he can by you know saying like is this your fight he's not telling him it is he's just you know it's up to you son is it your fight or isn't it you know right. and that would make it you know i think in jonathan kent's mind that would make it worthwhile that my son said yes i'd say i'd support him i'd support it um, yeah you know, uh, but that was tough. And I thought it was nice that they did a family meeting, like I said, with Lois and, and she's part of the family, you know, absolutely. She's obviously. So I thought yeah, that was totally there. It's um, yeah, it, 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 it is probably the most in this like bizarre episode of television on this kooky ass show. Like it is the most grounded it gets. And I, I, yeah, I, I thought it yeah. just all sang really well. And then you just get this nice little, thing where like lois is outside in the balcony at clark's place playing with his ring and he's inside and they just kind of like lock eyes but clearly they both just like needed some time to just sit separately and and think about this and it's just like i'm impressed when this dumb little show has huge stakes to it and this is pretty big you know like you know yeah roger daltrey aside like there's there's this is the weight of someone's world on his shoulders and they they execute it really well while also making it about the relationship. And that's what the show should be. Yes. This is where, uh, again, right after that. And as, as we go towards the end of the thing, and I, I told you, I watched it like three times. I watched it this morning because <laughs> I really wanted, but I, I wanted to be, you know, knowledgeable on the subject. I appreciate also, it. I, yeah, I just didn't uh, know also, I was putting you I in was... for this much, you know, this many episodes. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was, it was not hard to watch a third time. It was, it was emotionally, you know, touching and, 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 you know, again, we've all been in relationships and we've all had certain things we had to go through and talk with our partner or, or, or even friends about certain things that are very, very hard. And mm -hmm. I thought they did a good job of, you know, in a, in a TV series of showing that they're this is hard. This is not an easy thing for either one of them. And nobody's saying it. You know, Superman could just say, like, yeah, I got to go. See you. Yeah, later. exactly. Um, good time, you know, and uh, that did not happen. And she she could have just ran around and screamed and cried and everything like that uh, and say, no, 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 no. But she understood that. And I thought they wrote it really well. I thought they did a nice job. So and acted it well. 
I agree too. And this is then after that, they both Lois and Clark both go to the orb thing and Huge say that scene. like we we've yep. made the decision that he should go. And and they understand Lois has to say like they're they're it sucks and they're both like obviously very sad and emotional about it, but like they're on board. And I love this is where we get that moment from from Ching of like I've underestimated you both you know like this is this is a shit life we're, yeah you know, we're making here and you're I, going for it and that means a lot i thought that was i thought that scene the principal thing that struck me in that scene maybe i'm overthinking it but it struck me every time i saw it was that lois delivered those lines yeah lois announced that he was going mm-hmm. and again having you know you're in a i've been in a relationship now for what 37 years or something oh my god with I you understand. good for you <laughs> yeah right you might have met her um nice girl uh you know that that sealed to me that they have discussed this they walked in as a as, as one if you will and that even though we i have to send clark away this is how we are here this is this is us we are one yep. if you will you know and uh, i thought that was very well done and then you're right and then ching's like i underestimated you lois or i may i possibly under whatever the hell he says yeah and um and i thought that was oh look we <laughs> and i've been a dick sorry it's really hard to make a world out of nothing so i've just i've had a lot of pressure on me and she's just yeah. like well maybe kindness is what's worth you know what well, makes it and worth the rest it of that was that they, you know like he say he i don't remember the exact language but it was something like we don't have time for love and kindness on my planet and and she you know spells out very yeah you know a little a little, little sappy but, but yeah well when you think about it she's right you know Absolutely. it's like yeah we without kindness and without love what the hell's the sense of doing any of this so what are you making a it world made for a, yeah, exactly it made uh, it was I, I really did i thought man that 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 was a really good scene and it could be taken Somebody might have, some people might have forgotten it or, or walked past it because it takes place in a orb. Uh, <laughs> you know, might have been better in somebody in Clark's apartment, but it takes place sure. in an orb. So, you know, <laughs> where, where dumb little stools show up every once in a while. You know? Yeah, right. And, and glasses of God knows what. And yeah, you know, I know. So, what is uh, this blue yeah. trick? Um, you missed in the episode before this, they're sitting there eating crypto food and they've got like a Kryptonian fork, which is like a fork with just extra shit on it. And I'm like, oh, space, <laughs> you know, like, look at this. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, I, I wanted to say something there based on what you're saying like the best versions of superman for me and it's so funny because like it's not in the george reeves show like you talked about is when when like superman decisions are made by lois and clark like she is as much a part of this whole superman thing as he is once once she Mm -hmm. finds out and gets into it and so like that's what i love about this show and and why i loved this show so much and why i probably stuck with superman of like that dynamic of like it's something he can do, but it's something they both have to live with and deal with and make these sacrifices for. And it's it it exactly like you're saying, like it's never more a thing than when she has to like give him up basically so that he can do, yep. go and do these things. It's it's very interesting. Meanwhile, though, apparently Tez is getting close. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It takes Lois to tell Clark how to do how to beat him. Yeah, I, 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 some of my favorite stuff is always like, well, he said this. Oh, that must mean this, you know? And that's basically what <laughs> happens here. Like, he's mimicking your powers. So I guess go and try not to use as many power, like, <laughs> anticipate. Go and don't let. Go yeah, and use laser eyes and anticipate that he's going to use laser eyes and then 
cup your hands so they go back <laughs> at him in this alley. Um, Very weird. Yeah, I didn't. I thought to myself, Clark, I thought you weren't going to use it. Or Superman, I thought you weren't going to use your powers on him. And then he does with the laser eyes, but right. he bounces. I guess but that I guess was, the thing that, is, like, I know that's going to be your next move. So I'm ready to cut my catcher's so, mitts ready here. Yeah, so we'll use some laser eyes. Fun, finally, we're going to use some laser eyes against Tez. And then we're just going to push him into a brick wall. And then I love Ching and Zara show up right in time to be like, well, well, he failed. So he'll probably kill himself. Oh, there he goes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And then all you see is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because you would know about this a lot better than me. But when he dies, yes, Roger Daltrey's not laying there anymore, right? It was just I don't a mask. So. No, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Roger must have had tea, and, uh, <laughs> and this <laughs> happens now. I gotta get on the ground. I'm, ugh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. not, not in my contract. Um, <laughs> and but of course, anyway, we get the I... threatening Lord Nor voice of like, "I'll get you next time, Kalel," you know, yeah. or whatever. But... So Lord Norm walked right off of the set of Spamalot, maybe from what <laughs> he sounds. <laughs> Spoiler: I um, saw the next episode. I did see the next episode, so I did see it. Like what Lord Norm? Oh, his actual. Like. He, did you yeah, see his right. his tire his bike tire, um, like arm gauntlets or whatever? He's yeah, and, but he kind of had like a mace suit. Maybe is that right? The, sure, that's that generous, but sure. Let's okay, go you know, that. and I'm thinking, all right, he's not exactly a knight of the round table, but whatever. No, I'm <laughs> pretty know? sure it's just bicycle tires that are on his. Thing. <laughs> we'll get to that next season gang first of all first though we've got lois packing up her shit and she puts away the lois kent nameplate which dad like two episodes ago perry gave to her as just like i was gonna wait till your wedding but uh, you know shit happened and oh you're gonna need this eventually and like that was the goofy um magic shampoo shrinking potion episode but the good thing in that was her dealing with like no, I think I'm going to be Lois Lane. Like, I don't think I'm going to take your name. And he's just like, cool. I fell in love with Lois. Like, she's hot. Don't worry about it, you know? Okay. Um, but it was just interesting that that's what they they came back with here. And this is their this is their kind of, like, big final night scene. And she's... I, 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 I loved this whole thing. I, I, I loved her talking about, like, having faith in him like that keeps her standing because otherwise when she thinks about tomorrow she just like shakes and yeah mm-hmm. it, it all falls mm-hmm. apart um trying just like so hard not to not to make this harder for him is what it felt like yeah no you it know? did and and i felt very bad for her she had that little quivering lip and she she was trying to hold it together and it, she did a good job she she really acted that yep. very well no, and, he, no and she gives him the wedding ring on the necklace and right. this is where in my notes I said, No, you're crying. Fuck you. I don't like this. Is... <laughs> um, and the um, whole like in my heart, I am your husband. And and I, I I just love this this kind of final goodbye scene here between the two of them. It isn't the final, but like this quiet last night thing here. Yeah, this was very sad. Um, we're gonna get to the final goodbye scene, and that was really sad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this was very sad, and uh, and I thought the giving, you know, give here's my wedding ring. Or, you know, that's where I, by the way, I did get confused about the two weddings. But the fair, um, yeah. <laughs> totally but, fair. <laughs> and uh, and I can only imagine. You know, I mean, you know, think about it. You know, she's been waiting for this all her life, and she's or all her time with 
Clark Kent Superman and she finally now is going to get married and next somebody just rips it away from her. That's, you know, that's heartbreaking. So, yep. Um, um, two, two more dumb things here. I love, she goes like, so which star is yours? And he's like, I don't know yeah. if you can see it. And they cut to the stars. It's just like, it's that one that's brighter than the sun up yeah. there. You know? The three wise men and everybody else yeah. can see it, lady. There it is. You know? <laughs> it is three times he... bigger than all the other stars. Yeah, and he's like, it's like as if you know, and he puts his hand out, it's like, follow my finger, you know, it's right? Like, yeah, yeah, you so want the moon? That yeah. was it, and then she's like, Yeah, I see it. Um, yeah, I didn't quite, I thought that was funny. And then kissy um, kissy, it's so weird for me, but like canonically, they don't have sex until after they're married in season four. And I'm just like, This would have been the time for a goodbye bone, but okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm just like, Not for nothing, one of two things I would have. I would have thought might be happening in this, like mm. right around this time. And one of them is either they're finally going to get it together and, you know, hit the sack or they're going to go get married. My thing too. I, I would have taken a quick elope scene or like, we don't yep, even have just to go find the justice of the peace. Yep. Exactly. Go find a, a minister, whatever, go to back to the park, get married quick. At least now you're married. You're already married on Krypton. So you might as well get married on earth. So and, whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, but you're technically uh, but legally they, married to a clone still Clark. So, uh, but they, they, I mean, you could fly to Utah. I think it's legal there. So just knock yourself <laughs> out. Um, but seriously, I thought one of those two things might finally happen. But on the other hand, I guess that would go against that. But going to bed together would, go against everything else they've gone through so far so that and just like it's the sam and diane of like this is that's the only thing that they've got that the writers have to like pull the taffy on anymore you know like right we, right we know right, if we're I gonna get. get a season four he's gonna come back and they will get married so like we gotta we gotta wait for that episode and then there's a yep. whole episode after they get married where like they're it's their wedding night they're about to go to bed and they get a knock on the door and hg wells is there and he's like oh nope we've got to go fix a curse on your souls before you can bone and it's just like oh god here we go for 40 <laughs> minutes <laughs> It's so funny. This beautiful goodbye scene. <laughs> yes, it was a and, and it really was very, very, very nice. Actually, we're getting ready to talk about the final scene, I think. And that was That's, really gut-wrenching to me. Yeah. I, I love this little speech he gives for I love there's some good continuity here of like, you know, people on the streets watching the speech and a bunch of TVs and we see that he, they're watching it on LNN and Top Copy, which are news agencies that we've dealt with before on the show. So just, you know, okay. it's fun All to right. see those logos pop up. But then he's, you know, talking about, uh, I need you to look to yourselves for strength and decency and the compassion you all, you're, like, you're all heroes inside. So I leave a world full of heroes knowing that there's nothing to fear. I'm just like, this is awesome. Like this is totally as, as stupid as the show can be. This is exactly what a goodbye Superman speech should be. Yep. Yep, I thought so too. We quoted Emerson at yep. the end there and yep. everything. And uh, uh, I was very surprised actually that the, uh, even though they're reporters and he's giving this at the Daily Planet, I was very surprised there wasn't applause for that speech. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, that just, made it feel even starker to me that it's just like, it's a press well, that's conference, true. you yeah, know? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Then he just comes up and, and you know, he just walks off the podium there or, or the stage or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was very good. And but, okay, I'm not trying to be funny here, but it it's obvious. Yeah, you know, I'm not afraid of a beer. Um, everybody in the bar scenes are drinking Heineken's. Oh, interesting. 
go back and look. I, I didn't like, catch that at all. Interesting. Yeah, I did. And like once I thought it was funny. And then the second time, because they, they, they shot that where they had like two different angles, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, everybody's just going to pop a honey <laughs> and you know, <laughs> whatever. But, um, One of those but anyway. That's funny because that's James Bond's beer. But in the movies, yeah, I was like, there's I was a deal for Superman they... to always drink Budweiser. Okay, because I was wondering if they consciously did that or if it was just me noticing, hey, we got a couple green bottles. We need a bar here, you know. I think I, know, I but... think they're like, can, we have to send a PA out. Can you just get like a 12-pack of something, whatever, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I think that be... could have been what happened. That could have been what happened for sure. So. Um, um, I love him shaking Perry's hand. Like, I'm counting on the yeah. Daily Planet to be the city's consciousness or, or, or conscience. Yeah, yeah. social conscious or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, boy. And then <laughs> Jimmy, Clark, Clark wanted to be here, but he's but he's out covering your, your reaction to your leaving. I'm like, this is the stupidest excuse I've ever heard. It is. So in my mind, uh, after like the second time I watched that, and this is the truth after the, or even this morning when I watched it, finally, I'm like, okay, did anybody give any thought to the fact that Clark's not going to be around for a while? Like, nope. You know, we really haven't covered that. We've covered no, everything we... else. There's like one line in the next episode of like, well, you know, Clark's still, yeah, he's still on assignment. He'll be back. You know, like, that's, like they're just pulling the taffy on that one. Um, I just love, it's a thing throughout the series where like everyone knows, they've never seen them together, but everyone knows that Clark and Superman are really good friends. Okay. So you. it's like Got that you. type of thing. And it's just so like, he's he's out in assignment, you know, like this asshole put him on assignment. He wanted to be here, but you know. <laughs> Now he's undercover. We don't yeah, know well, where he is. He's gone. Well, Clark gone knows rogue. how I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then um, after that, he walks through and he goes into the, I don't know, somebody's office where his parents are, where Lois are. And I got to tell you that I welled up. Yeah. Oh, that, same. that was tough. Same. Yep. I, I also, yep. it, it was so funny because I knew you would watch this and that you would had an emotional reaction to it. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if this will hit me this time. And I watched it, you know, two nights ago and it had the same thing. It's just like, nope, this is good. This is why I watched yeah. the show. Oh my God. Yeah. This is yeah. getting me. Um, yep, but then, yeah, this times. is, this is Perry's office, um, which, you know, like we can't look too closely on like who arranged to have the Kents and Lois in there for this goodbye, you know, cause like nobody at the daily planet knows um that's clark is superman obviously uh at one point ching and zara open the door and like every press agency in the world is outside but thankfully looking the other way so they don't see you know superman <laughs> in this room with clark kent's parents but but um yeah th there's just it's a beautiful goodbye with like you're the only parents i've ever known whatever good i bring to this new world is because of you and it's just like oh my god this is the yeah. saddest thing in the world yeah, it really is. It really is. And again, you put yourself in the um, in the position of a parent with one child or even have 10 children. I don't mean it to say it that way, but I mean, you know, I can put myself in, in their position and just go, oh, my God, they this is not how they expected any of their life to go. I'm sure, you know, no, oh, not it's crazy. They, they, you should never, ever have to get say goodbye to your children. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and, and in, in effect, they don't know if he's going to come back. So, you know, they don't know if he's going to die. Even if he lives on there, even if he goes, he might die in crypto. So it was really, really, really sad to me. I, I felt very emotional about it. And uh, and I, again, I'm like, why did Matt give me this? <laughs> I'm <to> sorry. <laughs> 
but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's my way of telling you I have to go to New Krypton. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I loved the and like clearly he and Lois had their goodbye, you know, the night before or whatever. But it's just really simple between the two of them of like, don't forget me, take care of them. She mm-hmm. she finds the ring on the suit and tucks it back in, and it's just yep. that that's that's it, you know, like it's time. And they fly up and the music here is great. Jake Gruska is just killing it. And the next season two for the season, the first two episodes, he got a live orchestra to do some of that stuff, which wow. didn't happen. You know, this is all synth stuff, but it, it just sounds incredible here. Um, and the two, the two Kryptonians do their, you know, like road runnering out of there. <laughs> We're um, off. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he, gives one last look back to everybody and goes to, and she just starts collapsing basically of like, it's over. Everything's over. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking. And Jonathan has yeah. to come in and be the rock for her. just like, you know, you're, you're, you know, a love that risks nothing is worth nothing. I thought was very nice. I thought it was nice, but I definitely, uh, I actually didn't even pay attention to that line until maybe this morning. Uh, mostly I just was focused on Lois and just like, man, she was a rock and that she lost. And, and I mean, yep. unfortunately we're all at those ages now where, you know, if you're a little kid, you probably don't even understand how traumatic that is. But if you're, when you're an adult and you've lost people, you know, and, and, and lost, you know, family members and, and friends, you're just like, yep, that's what happens. I mean, you're just, you're trying to be so stoic and then you, you've seen people collapse like that. Yep. And, and, you are uh, strong until you can't. And it all comes out yep. and it's so, yep. again, yeah. like, it's dumb, but the emotions of it and the way Terry plays it, like she is, she is so MVP of this series. It's not even funny. Yeah. And it, I, I got to be honest, having, uh, you know, I mean, recently we watched. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. We watch. Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> and Terry Hatcher was in that. And uh, really, I had never really even paid attention to how, what an actress she was. And, um, you know, obviously, tomorrow never dies. She's just, you know, hot looking one of Bond's yeah, she's, ladies. She's a dead sex lady, yeah. Right, <laughs> but um, but I have to admit, she acted the crap out of this. She did a really, really, really good job, and uh, had me convinced that she was, you know, emotionally drained in this whole deal. Mm-hmm. And when he left, that she was really falling apart. And yep, uh, beautiful, you know, beautiful, good. very good, beautiful. Yep, absolutely. Top tier, Lois and Clark yeah. Superman storytelling for me here. Um, there you go. Also fun. We're in the orb where they've got a globe that is written in English, by the way, which whoops. Um, but we see, uh, you know, the Kryptonians are mapping their course or whatever. And we see Clark come out in new suit with his yes. little sparkly blue toes. And I, I just love this suit. <laughs> I actually really did like the suit, too. I thought he looked even more. He, he looked more muscled, you know, he like more cut. Yeah. Stuff in that suit. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah, he looked cool. Because you just get um, used to seeing him in the in this, you know, I do obviously, um, but they really they they put him in that suit for the first two episodes of season four, and it's it's fun. Like they get their mileage out of it, you know. It's cool. Um, I was a little surprised that the Krypton, the, the people on Krypton or Krypton Two or whatever they call, that they put a, an S on his uniform. Well, that the whole oh, here we go. The S okay. is the crest of the House of L. Oh, it just happens to sense. look like an S for us. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Fair it's some backwards DC Comics knowledge, but that's the whole. Okay. So like, Fair enough. Marlon Brando in the movie is wearing is wearing the S because that is that is oh, the House of L. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, kind of forgot about that. That's all good. Uh, and then we just get this quick little thing where like Lois is at home and Clark is thinking about her and they have a telepathic, like I'll always love you thing real quick. He just, he just yeah. sends her that message and off he goes. And that's the end of the season. And will he ever come back? I don't know. Yeah. I was, over. I'm not done with that scene, by the way, because Go ahead. when they, yeah, no, I was like, if, again, I'm not, I'm not going to run out and get Terry Hatcher's entire catalog. I swear. <laughs> but I was like, she really looks like she's been up all night crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, even like Terry. I think you need a tissue because you got a little something dripping out of your nose there. Like, she was like really. <laughs> um, so again, I thought they played it out to the hilt at the end. And yes, the, the telepathic thing was cool, and I'm glad she couldn't really talk back to him necessarily, or at least I don't think we saw yeah. that. Right? She just yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah, she just heard it as, right. as she sees the orb, you know, zip up to that brightest star. Zip it up the thing, and, yeah. So yeah, that's it. it. Was yeah, so it was pretty cool. It was a, a very it, it, on the first hand or the one hand. I thought to myself, "Why did he give me this episode to watch?" But then after <laughs> I watched it, I was like, "You know what? I'm really glad you gave me this episode because I don't think I would have liked the episode where she gets shrunken or well, yeah. Or there's so much filler stuff that I I yeah. wouldn't have wanted to." to introduce yeah. this to you on and obviously like this is the heightened season finale whatever but i'm glad you enjoyed it as always even with the goofy ship going on their relationship is very strong for me and is probably why i'm i'm still a superman fan and all other media too but there you go yeah um gotcha. can i ask you some questions here dad oh sure go ahead okay um what uh, I was gonna say, what is the best use of Superman in this episode? But really, he's only Superman one time or two times, I guess. The goodbye too, so that's kind of a non-starter. I think the it? well, actually, the, the, the you answered the question. I think the best use of Superman, and from what I could see, was the goodbye. Yeah, because that's you know, yes, he saved people in the beginning and all this stuff, and there's a bridge that collapsed somewhere that we oh, I forgot about, about the really... the save people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but really, the best use of of him as Superman was that speech at the end, the goodbye speech, speech yep. because there he's definitely addressing his his fa- I don't know fans the right word or or the people of the world like you know you can do it I, yeah I, I I was here for a long time but I know you can do it so that's you know no I, you're absolutely right <laughs> I always think of it as like where, where's the one where they had the coolest super feet but this was it and that was all just like pitch perfect like I said I even love seeing right. you know Jimmy brings to Perry like hey we need approval on this in the world without Superman front page and you know President Willard yeah and the president says, says you know, yeah, like, the president stay strong have to be and, strong yeah yeah right right so, <laughs> which I uh, can just really, imagine think... President Fred Willard in the Oval Office being like he's leaving you know like, <laughs> <laughs> what are how we gonna do me before an, how yeah. could he leave me before an election year exactly uh, <laughs> um but i think that's the best use of superman and and you know and in this in that in in the uh, whole deal crap i'm gonna skip the to... was this a good episode for lois was this a good episode for clark was this a good episode for superman because i think it is a resounding yes for all of them like everybody gets stuff to play emotional, like really good character stuff to play here. And it's all towards the same story, but like seeing Lois's yeah. journey from like, they're out of their mind to no, you have to go is, is great. That's um, true. Yep. Yeah. What was your favorite Lois and Clark moment between the two of them? 
Huh. Okay. Well, let's see. I've got to think that as we, hold on, let me look at my notes. I would think again, the meeting, like when they both go and say he's, he's getting ready to go, you know, and, okay. and we're there yeah. as a, uh, we're there as a couple and we are one, you know, like this is how we roll here on earth. This is how our relationship rolls. I, 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 I that really moved me. I, I mean, that really maybe yeah. didn't speak to everybody, but it spoke to me. Um, and then again, the, the meeting with the parents, I mean, I just, I guess that's not really a Lois and Clark thing, but um, Lois was there as part of it. But I really think mostly, I just think it's when they walked into the and, and announced that it's time for him. Like he, he was going to go. That it, yeah. Right. They had decided. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're totally right with that. Uh, I, I thought it was going to say their final goodbye at her apartment, but she's packing up Superman stuff and that type of thing. Mm. Um, but mm. it's that. And then like, I really like when this show is, dumb goofy show takes those quiet moments to have you know them not even talk in a scene but they're separate and they're clearly have been talking about it maybe they just had a fight maybe they just you know yelled at each other for a second and they just lock eyes you know she's outside and he's at the kitchen table there and then it leads to them saying it's time to go but there's just like we don't need to see that scene between them necessarily like we we know what they're going through and they've both kind of decided it by the looks on their faces here you know it's just mm -hmm. there's I, I appreciated them taking that silent, quiet moment uh, for the two of them there. Yeah, There's a lot I you can you. imply with it. Um, yeah. All right, tough part. Rating uh, out of ten, what what would you give? Big girls don't fly. Oh, I have to. I, I have to give it a nine. I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Really liked it. Now I don't have a lot of things to compare it to, of course, within the series, but I really liked it. I would, you know, I. I would definitely, I watched it three times. I didn't all three times. <laughs> I, mind you, your audience doesn't know this, but I mean, I watched it three times in like 36 hours. So, uh, you know, I, um, Thank you. it's not like I watched it three times in the last month. Um, I really did enjoy it each time. And, uh, and I, you know, it, the nine too comes from the fact that um, it now wants, I want to go watch a couple more episodes. I want to see Aha! where this goes. I that might see the, the whole ones. thing. This right. Is... <laughs> I might try to watch a couple in the beginning because I didn't see what Lieutenant Ching, what, what he tasked Superman with. Sure. Right. Or Clark with. So I, I, they kept talking about that. Like it was, you know, how can you be such an asshole? Why'd you do that? Yeah, you know, you so were a real dick like, last well, week. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, what would they do? So uh, that's where the nine comes from uh, for sure. And and it just like the whole the writing hit me. I, I applaud the writers. Cool. I, I I'm the yeah. same way. There's the, and and there was even though it's the if it was the real ship, it would be a ten. But you yeah, know, the, the, <laughs> the fact that we got it and blah blah blah, it, it was a it was a good episode. Thanks, Dad, for joining me. Hey, man, here. thank you. This was this a, is, a ton of fun and and it went fun. really quick. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate mm -hmm. you inviting me on, and now I can move on and watch more episodes and not feel like i'm gonna stumble <laughs> over your questions and answer the wrong thing no but, not uh, this it, this was fun it's just so I, I don't know it's it's weird doing this with with a parent where they, but that, this they was just a really good episode all, like how how important this show was for me and how much i watched it as a kid you know so it was it was but fun I, I thank think you, you so picked, much yeah you're welcome and i think you picked the right episode for the right parent too because like I say, if it had been you know, some goofy thing, I don't know as I would have been quite as, as vested in it. It's but, like this uh, show, this really? Deals... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but it definitely deals with um, uh, just the potential of loss and family and, and a lot of love. And uh, we have all, you know, uh, a, a lot of love uh, for each other here. So it just it 
it's a place I can relate to. So it was really good. Yep. Thank you. Yep. yep. Well, right. yes, I've always, I've always kind of seen that, that correlate, not that I'm Superman um, or anything like that, but just the, um, there's something very true to me in, in this version of Superman where like when he's got something he really doesn't know how to deal with, he'll call them, he'll call the Kemp's, you know, and like the, the they yeah. are very much his, his, um, I don't know. It, it, same with Lois too, as the series goes on. But like they're they're solid for him, and it's something I always related to watching this show. So cool, cool. That's your fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, you're not online. People can't follow you anywhere. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> when will you be starting your podcast? Oh, uh, I've got a couple mapped out. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll it'll be a while. But this was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> cool cool well thank you for for playing i love you very much and that's the <laughs> yeah, end of season too, three so. folks um i i wanted to give a shout out real quick to um really everyone that's been very kind reaching out this year um i have yet to uh call out Catherine. uh i'll say Catherine h i don't know if people want their last names read out but Catherine h and regina i uh, emailed me um, these past few months. Uh, Regina, especially, was still was emailing to Matt and Ryan. So Regina, sorry, but <laughs> spoilers: <laughs> Ryan's not hanging out anymore. But um, uh, everyone's just been very sweet. I think a lot of people have been finding the show again. Dad, you got to see the show on HBO Max in HD now, which is huge. It never looked this good. Um, oh, okay, got you. It looked great. Yeah, it looks it looks phenomenal. So a lot of people are refining the show and by way of the podcast. So just thank you everybody so much for sticking with this, you know, th four season show that's gone on five or six years now. Um, we're gonna do a few little specials over the the hiatus here and then come back sometime in uh, early twenty two uh, and finish off season four and the series total. But uh, yeah, big thanks and love to all the listeners. Uh, thanks and love you, Dad, for joining me. And uh, love you too. Thanks for having me, son. <laughs> for Lois and Clark, I've been Matt Truex. I've been Fred Truex. Folk off, everybody. See you next season. Bye. 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 Bye.